This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on wash and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. This is The Bonfire on the Blaze Radio Network. Howdy, hey! Welcome to the Bonfire Podcast, here with Andrew Herzog, here to talk about all the non-political issues in our lives. So, the important things, the good things, and this week, as we all know, this weekend, Super Bowl 50! Oh, it's going to be a good game. I'm excited between Denver Broncos and the Carolina Panthers. Um, I will say right here, right off the top, who I'm rooting for. Who I'd like to see win the Big 50. And it has to be, without a doubt, Denver Broncos. <laughs> Here is why. I, okay, despite Carolina Panther, Panthers, excuse me, going 15-1 and one this season. And let's say, let's say they'd actually gone 16-0, and 0, perfect record. Then I would probably root for them. I would say, you know what? We have not seen a perfect NFL record and going all the way and winning it all since the uh, Dolphins in the 70s. And um, that was obviously before I was alive. So I'd like to see one one team one year in my lifetime do that. That's if they hadn't lost that one game. So now I'm saying, okay, I'll stick with my Denver Broncos. Um, They're not mine per se. I'm from Dallas, so I would appreciate the Dallas Cowboys being there again one day. Obviously, this was not their year. Terrible, terrible year. But that aside, I like Peyton Manning. I like Denver. I like Colorado. You know, that's all, you know, has nothing to do with the football team. But the football team, uh, of course, they, you know, screwed up the uh, Super Bowl chance that they had a couple years ago. That is also besides the point. Why do I still want Denver to win? Even if Peyton Manning took HGH, which we don't know yet. I hope he didn't. Peyton, I hope you didn't. Just because it's illegal right now. I want the Denver Broncos to win. Specifically because I don't like Cam Newton. And after this article I read, I don't think I necessarily like the Panthers and their attitude and who they are. It was just ridiculous. Back in November, there's this story here. Cam Newton, you know, snatching a Packers uh, banner from the fans that were in his stadium. Or not his stadium, the Carolina Panthers stadium, not his. They, the story was, they're playing a game. 
some Packers fans go to the Carolina Panthers stadium to watch the game. So Packers are away. Carolina's home. We're told Cam Newton and all of his other teammates see these Packer fans in their house, and they get so upset about it. They flip and say, oh, how dare you? You need to go rip that banner down. So what did Cam Newton do? As the leader of the team, supposedly he was kind of hearing all this peer pressure from his uh, teammates, saying, hey, man, just go tear that down. That doesn't belong here. He goes and does it. Packers fans absolutely have the right to go to whatever the hell game they want and say, we're Packers fans. What kind of douche goes and just rips the banner from their hands? Cam Newton, that's who. Here's why it's wrong on so many levels. Um, This is America. (laughs) You're allowed to do that. It's not against the law. It's not disrespectful, I don't think, at all, to go to a game. Because if everybody in the stadium is rooting for the same team, to me, that's kind of boring. I personally appreciate the dynamic at sport games. Usually, if I don't have a dog in the fight and I don't care, I will look around and say, well, who's for who? And if the majority of people pick one team, I will specifically pick the other because I want there to be a little bit of skin in the game. I like to say, all right, you know what? I'm going to pick the other team because I want to smack talk when we score. I want you to smack talk when you score, and I want us to kind of have fun with this and just, you know, have a good time. We can joke around and no one has to take it seriously. Unfortunately, some people do take it way too seriously. And then case in point here is Cam Newton. Dude, you're being paid millions of dollars to play a game. Okay? The rest of us have to work for our money and we don't get anywhere near millions of dollars. You get to play and make a butt ton of money. So be thankful. Be happy for what you have. And so what you do, just go over and rip the banner out of the hands of Packers fans, and then he has the giblets later to say this to the reporters. He says, you know, we take pride in having an edge in playing here in the Bank of America Stadium, of playing in front of the Carolinas each and every week. I feel it is my due diligence to protect this house. It wasn't just about tearing down a sign. It was respect. What the hell are you talking about? It's football. It's a game, you dip. Respect. Whatever. They're there. They're there to cheer on their team. They absolutely have the right. And who the hell are you or anybody else to just say, give me the banner and just take it out of their hands and then fold it up and put it wherever the hell you did. That is a jerk move. That is someone who does not seemingly thrive on competition. I I think it's much classier and respectful if... He sees that and just says, okay, we got some Packers fans in the stadium today. Let's uh, let's give them a good game. Let's go out and beat their team. And that's that. I don't know. You don't have to do this, rip it out of their hands. Okay, so the point here, what kind of attitude does that say? A lot of his teammates later, you know, said, oh, it's my fault. I'm the one that told Cam to go, uh, you know, take down the Packers banner. I told him to do it. And so, you know, a lot of his teammates are trying to be there for him. And it may be true. So let's assume it's all true. Let's assume many different teammates suggested, hey, man, go take that down. I don't appreciate that. I'm mad about it. You have a problem. And the Cam says, oh, okay. 
and goes and takes it down. You have a problem. There's idiots all around. Why the hell are you so offended that someone has a banner that says, Go Packers! In, quote-unquote, your stadium, your house. That is ridiculous. What kind of junk is that? Did you not go to high school, okay, where your team would show up and half the stadium is for the other team, the other half is for you, and you got people smack-talking saying, Yeah, go team! Yeah, our team's got spirit! Yes, we do! And, you know, that's typical. That's how it works. What a jack. Just goes and takes down the fan's banner. So... Uh, that's wrong on so many levels. So, you know, it's not about respect. That was a fan just trying to have fun with a simple banner. Of course, if it swore and it said Cam Newton is a something-something, okay, you could say, wow, that's, that's, that's kind of weird. That's kind of a jerk move on his part. But does that still give you the right to go over and take it down at all? No. Leave him alone. Focus on the game, you idiot. Jeez. That's what, that's what really turned my mind. Cam... Is a good guy, seemingly, up until that point. Great football player, seemingly enjoys playing it. That's great. But when I read that article back in November, I was like, oh, okay, your attitude, that just told me everything I need to know. You're someone who doesn't appreciate playing the game. And you take such offense when someone, you know, doesn't root for you. So guess what? I'm not rooting for you. What are you going to do? I want you to lose the Super Bowl, you and your teammates, because of that. If this is all true, and you and a number of teammates thought it was so insulting for someone in your house to be rooting for the Packers and have a banner, I think you deserve to lose. You deserve to lose the Super Bowl. Now, that's why I'd like Carolina to lose. I would like Denver to win, because I like Peyton. I think he's a good guy. I'd like to see this be his last you know, hurrah, his last season, and there's some evidence that he's thinking about doing that. So if it is, I'd like for you to come out on top and say, all right, I'm done. Wipe my hands, moving on. Life is good. You know, he had a great record at the Colts. Now he's at Denver. He needs to redeem himself from the last Super Bowl that didn't go his way. That's why I want him. And Cam, just, I don't like your attitude. Really don't like your attitude. That's why I want you to lose. So... And here was something I noticed at the end of the article. (laughs) The Panthers' official policy on signs uh, at their stadium. No banners or flags expressing support of visiting teams may be affixed to or displayed on any surface. Okay. Handheld signs or posters that are in compliance with the balance of this policy are acceptable. Okay. So it sounds like as long as the fan was holding it in his hands, it was about his person, and he wasn't displaying it and you know nailing it against the wall and just you know plastering it somewhere should be fine uh i don't know you know and then if that case if you did plaster it somewhere that's not your job cam to go over and take it off let security or somebody else do it if it violates this policy that says okay here in the stadium you need to do this you need to do that there are rules okay cam focus on the game Quit looking around the stadium and looking for some idiot that says, Hey, there's not a Carolina fan. I need to go take his banner down. I need to go tell him to shut up. I don't like that. I think that's ridiculous on so many levels. So, now, why is this important? It's important because football is a huge piece of American culture. Culture is important because that's what... You know what? I'm going to get into that on the other side of the break here. I'm going to jump right into it. Why... Culture and everything about it is vital to humanity. 
This is The Bonfire on the Blaze Radio Network On Demand. Jay Severin. I know that Mr. Trump has a predilection for seeking public relations and ink and attention, but I think this might have some kind of medical defense. Certainly out there. I don't want you to think that these things are without their consequences. Donald Trump has dropped four points in a day. Yeah, now he's ahead by only 24. Jay Severin. Weekdays, 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern. On the Blaze Radio Network. This is The Bonfire. On demand. On the Blaze Radio Network. Here's your host, Andrew Herzog. All right, everybody. Welcome back to The Bonfire. Here with Andrew. Uh, Andrew Herzog, that is. <laughs> you know, we were just getting into, you know, in the previous block, talking about Super Bowl 50 and how... The Carolina Panthers, specifically Cam Newton, needs to lose the Super Bowl. Mm, Yes, I think that's in order. The importance of that, though, is culture. Football is a huge part of American culture. And why should anybody care about culture? This is part of what Bonfire is here for. The podcast, the website, and this whole, you know, shtick, lifestyle that it's all about. It's realizing that politics as polarizing and just you know it's everywhere in american life thanks to social media and tv of course it's just you're just gonna see it there's more to life than that though okay it is important as i've said there's a time and a place for everything though and for bonfire we're here to talk about culture and to have fun why is that important though a lot of people will say oh well andrew there are more important things to talk about why are you talking about football you know and movies food Why don't you do something? Do something important. Well, I do think very much so that I'm doing something important. Here's why. A book (laughs) that I read a year and a half ago in the subsequent movie called Monuments Men. Monuments Men, yes. For those of you who don't know, that is the the World War II story. You know, the Nazis, of course, uh, as they're attempting to conquer Europe, they were also... Uh, plundering the whole time, taking everybody's possessions and treasures, cultural um, items of significance, statues, paintings, stuff that's been around for hundreds, maybe even thousands of years. And they wanted it all. They decided to take it all. And you'd say, well, what's that going to do? Is it just so you can sell it, make money, and then do stuff? No. They wanted to steal a part of humanity. That's what culture is. You know, it's regarded as that in a, that which in a society is excellent in the arts, your manners, scholarly pursuits. You know, it's what a society does, either you know, uh, in its leisure, leisurely time, or all the time. That is what a culture is. Okay, so of course they were stealing the Jew, uh, the Jews' culture and killing them at the same time. They were trying to erase them, kill the actual people, and take all of their achievements as well. That is something that is fundamentally human, is a culture, okay? Lions don't have a culture. Beavers don't have a culture. Believe it or not, neither do giraffes. They are animals. They don't write letters. They don't create beautiful works of art, paintings, statues, architecture, magnificent buildings, tell stories. They don't do that. That's all culture. And it is fundamentally human, okay? That's why it's important. Only human beings have a culture. So when you try to steal it, 
you are trying to steal a part of that person, of that society. That's huge. Of course it is. So after reading this book, Monuments Men, the whole the whole whole way through, the author, Robert Edsel, I think did a fantastic job not making it, you know, your typical high school history textbook. He wrote it like a story. He did all this research, had all the facts, all these personal letters. That way he could piece it all together into a nice kind of story. It reads like a fictional story. You say, just, 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 I, I want to keep turning the page. What the heck is going on? I need to know more. But it was all true. I really respected that. And one of the Monuments Men, George Stout, I believe is his name, was kind of the leader of the American Monuments Men going over to Europe, risking his life to save these paintings and these bits of culture and all these human achievements from the Nazis and from being destroyed in the war. So everyone has their role to play. The American soldiers, the Allied powers, a majority of those men who all died, which is tragic, so much death, but they were fighting to save the European people. The people. Then you had a handful of these monuments men who saw, okay, look, <laughs> we're old farts. We're not really here to go to the front lines. We can't do that. So we'll do this instead. Can we go over and save the other part of humanity, the other, the, another half, you know, the actual human beings? Yes, y'all are fighting for, and that's great. Thank God. But we need to save everything that's also being jeopardized because if that's all destroyed then we lose all that history we lose things that are fundamentally part of humanity part of our history and who we are they risked their lives to go over and try and save all this material a lot of stuff was still destroyed which is terrible okay so they understood their role and the role of culture and all those artistic achievements okay because they're fundamentally human that is why here at Bonfire, when I read that a year and a half ago, I started getting the juices, you know, flowing a little bit. Started thinking like, wow, you know what? That really inspires me because everybody does have a role to play. Personally, I don't think I'm called to be a soldier. I don't think I could, <laughs> I could cut it. I could survive. There are far better men than me out there. Far better men and women who can go out there and serve their country in the Navy, the Armed Forces, Air Force, Army. They're, they're much more suited for that. Me, I feel like I would be more of a monuments man. Someone who's like, well, well, I'll go to the front lines, sure, but I'm not there to shoot anybody. I'm there to try to save some of the art. I want to try to keep this part of history, something that's intrinsically human, part of who we are. Maybe that's just me. But it really inspired me. I thought, wow, this this happened just back in the 1940s. And that's why it's important to have cultural conversations and talk about stuff that sure is fun it's great good way to pass the time but it's also good to see well who are we as a society what do we consider excellent in the arts in our manners who are we as a culture write it down we need to keep it record it save it i really do think that's also just a huge piece of the puzzle just like uh, the importance of politics, religion, whatever you believe. There's a time and a place. Well, there's a time and a place for culture and saving it and talking about it. So Bonfire, yes, is here for fun. But we're also here to kind of dig a little deeper and learn something along the way, if we can. And so I'm proud to say, after reading Monuments Men, I was like, wow, I walked away from this learning something. I'm inspired. I appreciate that. That is culture. That is great. I love that stuff. <laughs> I never had that experience when I read, you know, something by Newt Gingrich. 
or any other political candidate. So I stopped. I said, I already know what I believe. I've researched. I understand where I stand. So I want to read. I want to get other people's opinions on culture and how they see the world, why they think they're alive. I love that stuff. It's much more gripping for me. So yes, highly recommend. Bonfire approved book of the week. Monuments Men. It's been out for, I guess, a few years. So it's not exactly new, but I still recommend it. Go read it. It's a pretty big book. Hundreds and hundreds of pages. But like I said, it reads really well, I thought. I just kept turning the page. I said, I need to know more. It's really inspiring. I think it... Bonfire kind of falls in the line of what they were trying to do. I want to preserve culture. I want to talk about it and, you know, have these kinds of discussions. You know, there's enough people out there talking politics. I'll let them do it. I will let them do it. For here, let's come here to talk about movies, food, culture, entertainment, you know, and what we can all learn. I'm still young. I still have a lot to learn in this life, and I can't wait to uh, see it all and uh, deal with it all. The good and the bad, because that's life. It has good, and it has bad. That's how it works. So, <laughs> speaking of life good, that has good and bad, I saw a recent article that just shocked me. And I said, oh, this is bad. This is not good for our society, if this, if this is true. And I will share that with you here in the C-Block, right up next. The Bonfire, only on the Blaze Radio Network. The Jeff Fisher Show. I love how all the Facebook and Twitter posts uh, wishing me happy birthday gave me different ages, ranging from, you know, 800 years of age to 99. I mean, even my daughter, the cake that we ended up using with cake and cupcakes from her was happy 200. (laughs) I really do love that. The Jeff Fisher Show, Saturday morning, 6 to 8 Eastern, on the Blaze Radio Network. This is The Bonfire, on demand. Hosted by Andrew Herzog. On the Blaze Radio Network. Ah, yes, The Bonfire Podcast. What a great show. What a great show. All right, here in the C-Block, Andrew Herzog here, here to talk about something. <laughs> so, Oh my gosh, just something in New York that I saw very recently. I could not believe it. I said, this doesn't make any sense. How do you not know how to do this? You know, that may just show the state of our society. I don't know. Here from the New York Post, many New York City students so tech-oriented, they can't even sign their own names. What the hell does that mean? What? You can't even sign your own name. You can't, you're telling me you can't pick up a pen. And write your name with your hand. You've been using computers and phones for so long that you don't you almost don't know how to hold a pen, a pencil. That's shocking to me. Some of these kids, children of lawmakers in New York, and they're all saying, Can you imagine what, what this means? What the heck's going on? Not only does it mean you can't sign a a business contract, but it makes you vulnerable to identity theft because anyone can just go ahead and print your name because no one knows how to do a signature. Okay, true. I've seen people just, you know, do print for their name, and I'm like, wow, I could copy that. I could do that. 
That's the point of a signature is you get to add a little flair to it. You get to make it so random that it's very difficult for someone to forge your name. Okay? That's one thing. That's the, you know, business security side of it. What I was more concerned about was, do you not write anymore? I remember being in school 15, 20 years ago in the 90s. We had penmanship class <laughs> still. And I actually liked that class. The stupid exercises that we did. I had the best penmanship in the class. I'd frequently get like 98, 99, and hundreds just because, I don't know. We were so used to writing everything, even in the 90s. There were phones, there were computers, but they we did most of our work handwritten. We learned cursive, and we learned print, and we learned how to do a signature. Seems pretty basic, you'd think. But if in today's world, people are so busy using their stupid phone and their computers, they don't even know how to sign their name, we're screwed in a cultural sense, okay? Just, so nobody writes letters anymore? When you make a, a list to go to the grocery store, you just type it on your phone or memorize it instead of writing it down with your hand? Do you not keep a journal so you can kind of spit your thoughts out onto a piece of paper rather than typing? I'm a quick typist. I could type a lot quicker than I can write. I know that. But there's something very human, very authentic about taking out a piece of pen, or a piece of pen, a piece of paper and a pen and just writing. It's very old school. <laughs> it's old school now. It really is. But you should still know how to write. It's going to be a crazy world. If I get to stand apart from the crowd because I know how to write my name on a piece of paper because I know cursive. That, that, that baffles me. But hey, if that's truly where we're heading as a society, then that's something that you should brush up on. Be someone who says, hell yeah, I know how to do cursive. I can sign my name. I write letters occasionally. I keep in practice. Of course, it's no longer necessary to write. Of course, it's, it can all be done on computers and phones, whatever. So then it's a point of pride to say, yeah, I, I still write. I do it for fun now, or I do it to keep in practice. I know it's healthy. It's very, yeah, like I've said, it's hard to explain. It's very human, okay? It's what humanity has done for thousands of years. Writing things on the wall, pieces of paper, books. Another reason why I like physical books instead of any computer or uh, what's it called? A Kindle. I prefer to read my books with actual pieces of paper and not on a computer screen. My job during the day as a producer is enough. I look at the TV and the computer and the phone all day. And that really strains my eyes. Sometimes I get a headache. So I say, forget this. I'm not going to go home and read a laptop again. I'm going to take out a book and read something that's actually right in front of me. I like that. I respect that. And I encourage everyone, you know, you don't have to do that for all your books. Of course, it's a lot more difficult to lug them around. But find a book that you really enjoy and say, I'm going to get a hard copy of that <laughs> because it's also kind of out, of out of style with the rest of culture. Just having everything on your phone, on your laptop, and not knowing how to write your name. These things, ugh, there's something to be said for handwriting, for physical books, for having cultural discussions instead of always policy foreign policy, domestic policy. We all need to lighten up. We need to lighten up. 
Maybe write a few more letters. Read a few more good books like Monuments Men. I think that's the way to do it. I really do. I do. Now, for the D block coming up next, <laughs> I'm going to have another coworker of mine. Someone I very much respect that I said, I need her opinion. I need to talk to her about this because I've talked to a number of other coworkers. They've told me how they feel about it. I want to know what she thinks. The topic, and we'll get onto it here on the other side, is <laughs> should the man ask the girl, hey, can I hold your hand? May I kiss you? Should he ask or should you just know? Should you just know situational awareness, whether it's appropriate or not? Ask or not ask? Coming up next. This is The Bonfire on the Blaze Radio Network. Don't miss The Morning Blaze with Doc and Skip. Jimmy Carter endorsed Donald Trump. Here's his rationale. Trump has proven already that he is completely malleable. I don't think he has any fixed opinion that he would fight for. If you're Ted Cruz, this is gold. If I'm Ted Cruz, I would shout this from the rooftop. The Morning Blaze with Doc and Skip. Weekday morning, 6 to 9 Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. This is The Bonfire On Demand on the Blaze Radio Network. Well, here we are for the the D block of the Bonfire Podcast, and I'm very happy to say that I have with me here Rachel Bonilla. Hello, hello, hello. You. This is what now the third time. Third I think, time, yeah. Third time's a charm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This I think will be the most interesting oh, conversation. Thank <laughs> you. I brought this up with you. Um, I don't know, not too long ago, and I said, "Oh, what, what do you think about this?" I had friends that were talking about this topic and we were kind of divided on it and I needed to know what you thought and then I said okay you're gonna have to be on the show we need to talk about this here's the topic should the guy in a relationship or just a date like a first date whatever should the guy ask to hold the girl's hand or to kiss her or is there you just the guy has to know you know situational awareness or does he ask does that ruin the moment I think it does. I think it does. I think it also depends on the person, though, because some people can get deeply offended if you're too aggressive and they don't feel respected, especially a first date. I don't know if I, I wouldn't want to kiss on the first date, but that's just me. Um, but Fair I enough. personally, I like you to just feel out the situation. I would if you asked, I feel like it would ruin the moment. But I do know some girls who would be deeply offended by them grabbing you to give you a kiss, a hand hold, not so much, but I think it would be a little promiscuous to some girls that I know so they wouldn't be as into it and they would appreciate the gesture gesture wait so even if it was say a 10th date the girl a the ones date, you're I talking you, about would still like to be asked uh, no you know a 10th date I think is different than the first because you, okay. you know your audience um, at mm-hmm. least I would hope so it depends how open you are but I think most people know what they're getting into but there are girls who just feel disrespected if you assume that they are ready to give you a kiss or so, anything else. But that's where the power is in the girl's hands, where if she doesn't want it, she can just kind of, you know, pull her hand away. Or she'll just turn her head, and then you'll know, ooh, that was a bad choice. Very now true. I know. And that's where it's awkward, but that's where the guy has to kind of put it on the line. You I know? think you were right with the situational awareness. You kind of if you you kind of need to know. I think most people think that it would ruin the moment, but there are those select few that would be a little offended if you just went in for it. Hmm. But again, I think it depends on the person. So Fair enough. 
for me, I would I like the aggression. I think it's as long as it's not too much. But I, I do think it would ruin the moment if you said, "Can I kiss you now?" And then it's like, "Well, now it's awkward, and now we're without thinking about it, and there's too much thought." Those things should just happen sometimes. I think most of the time. Yeah. I have never, ever asked. That just it just did not occur to me based <laughs> off of the old Hollywood movies I used to watch or what I would. Um, like interactions in middle school, we just no one ever asked. Hey, hey, uh, you want to be my girlfriend? Or hey, you want to? Can I hold your hand? Nobody ever did that. You just knew. Hey, guys, guess what? I held her hand last yeah. night because uh, we were on a walk, and I just grabbed it, and we we're just like, oh, that's so cool. you hold so she and let tell. You. That's good to know. <laughs> yes, but it's the power is absolutely still in the girl's hands too. She can let the guy hold the hand, or she can just pull it away and be like, whoa, what are you doing? And then he's like, oh, well, I thought you wanted me to. No. What are you doing? And that's we're where not there. Yeah, we're not there yet. That's, so I, I do. That's, think that's how you, you play the know. game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've personally never been asked to, before a kiss or a handhold mm-hmm. to be to do that, and I think it would be awkward. But you, and I guess you never know till you're in that situation. But I, I'm I wouldn't be a fan of it. I don't think. Interesting, because yeah, me uh, the college I went to, there were a number of girls who came to me and said, "So we just walked around the the dorm here." knocked on the doors of all the guys, and asked them this question. Hmm. And half of the guys said, oh, yeah, you know, I think, uh, I think I'd think i ask. And <laughs> I said, who did you talk to? Yeah. Why? Wow. So I went and found those guys and said, wait a minute, you asked? And then I was like, wait a minute, have you ever, ever even asked the girl or held her hand? They're like, no, yeah. So these were the unexperienced, the mm. inexperienced guys that were like, oh, yeah, I think um." I think asking would be nice. You'd say, okay. But well, then it goes I back mean, to when you're in the moment. You just you feel that you don't have to. Sometimes you just the passion's there, and you, it's just you, you know, you grab them and you give them a kiss. And I, sometimes I, I, I feel like in that moment saying, can I give you a kiss? Can I hold your hand? It would just completely yeah, take it all it. away. Yeah. And you're like, well, yeah, I guess. I can't say I've ever been so impassioned that I just was like, oh, my gosh. And then, <laughs> you know, I was like, mm, should I do this or shouldn't I? I would sit there for a while really? during a movie or whatever the hell we're doing. And I think to myself, OK, what about if I do it? Yeah, this could happen or that could happen. I would sit and try to think you overanalyze. it through. I, I really would. And then you ruin the moment at either way. So you might as well just ask. But she doesn't know what's going on in my head. <laughs> That's true. I, I, mean, I could be in the middle of a dinner date conversation in the back of my mind. All you're I'm, thinking I'm about. <laughs> kind of like, hmm, I don't think it's a good time. No, I'm not going to try to kiss her after dinner. I just, nah, I'll leave it alone, you know. But Well, how, okay, so since we're on the topic of this, how long do you wait to kiss a girl? Is it usually when you feel it in the moment? Or you, is there like a certain line that you have to have drawn in the sand of, I need three dates, I need four? Because I know with girls, there are those lines. Is it kind of the same thing for you? For me, it's not really definitive. I just, you just have to feel it. And I've never done it on the first date because I never really fell for the girl on the first date. Yeah. I'd say, this is the first date. I'm still getting to know you, you know. So that it, makes sense. It, it ranged from a few weeks to a few months, depending. And wow. Just, I'm not rushing it. There's no need to rush That's it. That's smart. So That's smart. That's very smart. I try. I try. But <laughs> some of these people who think I don't, just baffles me. But you know, to each his own. You do what's best for you. Yeah, I'm going to have to take a poll. I'm in a group chat with eight girls, and I'm going to be like, hmm, what do you guys think? I, I think there's two who would want to be asked before, mm. but mm, I guess we'll find out. That's a, you'll have to fill me in on that <laughs> we'll do an update. Well, yeah. Thank you, Rachel. Thank for you for having me. me back, and happy belated birthday. Your birthday was last week. Yes, it was. Thank you. Uh, it was a good year, or, well, it was a good day <laughs> for what I anticipate will be a good year. Good. I'm and glad. Um, Yeah, so when I get to have guests like you, 
on the show here to talk about the important things, you know, <laughs> you know, the societal, cultural issues. Life is good. Well, I'm always so. around the corner if you need me. Good deal. Oh, you'll be on. <laughs> you'll be on more often. Well, everybody, thank you for tuning in to the second episode of the Bonfire Podcast. Remember, we are on Facebook and Twitter, Instagram, the usuals, and the website, bonfirethoughts.com. And yeah, this is the end of the second episode. Everybody, take care. Adios. Good night. This is the Bonfire on demand on the Blaze Radio Network.